We're going to have a conversation now with Thomas Borelli. Thomas is um, professor of law in the civil law section at the University of Ottawa. Thomas, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, for, for those of us who don't really know a whole lot about this world, it, it, we'd be shocked, right, if we, if we really did a deep dive into this, because we're talking about something that is, it's massive. We're talking about billions of dollars and, and thousands and thousands of people that are in this. Yes, yes, yes. And you are talking about a lot of uh, different sports, actually, which are practiced online. So, you know, if, personally, I just follow one very closely, but there are like tens of, of them. So it's, it's, it's very hard to follow everything. And you, you cannot actually imagine like the, how big it is. Help me understand how it works when we're talking about leagues, like leagues of these are professional gamers. Would that be what we call it? Yes, yes, yes. You have many leagues uh, running around the world. Um, basically, like the, the thing that is different with traditional sport is that in some cases, the leagues are owned by the game developer because you have some intellectual property rights involved. And so the, the editor of the game will control the leagues or will be like supporting the leagues. So you have many different leagues. Some of them are generating a lot of money. Some are generating less. But overall, it's a, it's a really, really big industry, and you have many leagues, more than you can actually follow real-time every day. <laughs> now, what games are they playing? Are there are certain, like you say, that you follow one in particular, but is it all games, or is it mostly sports games, mostly fantasy games? What kind of leagues are starting to, to build? What's most popular? Any games that you can play competitively, like a player against player. So you have, of course, first-person shooters, you have some what we call the MOBA, which are like kind of tactical strategy games, uh, like League of Legends. Um, you, you can play like fighting games. You can play whatever you have, like player versus players. And it can be one-on-one, -on -one, one against one, it can be five against five, any kind of, of, um, of games. You also have some competition, let's say, of um, single games, like sp people just uh, play the game and try to finish it as fast as possible. We call it speedrun. So anything you can compete about actually is there money in this like are, are are people making a living making good money playing these games yes it depends on the type of game you play but to give you an example with league of Legends, which is one of the most famous one uh in north america the average salary for the professional league is three hundred thousand dollars per year so it, it's wow. big and in asia it's even more like korea is crazy about the salaries like the, the big stars it, we are talking about millions um, plus the prize money in the competition but the prize money in the competition are not as big as the sports for now but because they are professional because you have team sponsors uh, like players usually get paid you have some games where people are not making money they are just like yeah. even with the cost and stuff but for the most precious prestigious games yes they make money now in, in the piece you wrote you actually say there's a school of thought out there that esports you know people who are involved in this world it might actually overtake regular sports like conventional sports within 10 years is that really something that could happen you think i don't know if it will overcome but for sure it's another component of the athletics of the competition that you could have because you will always have traditional sport and people prefer this and you know like you can also do both of course but i think it's a component that will be added for sure and you can see yeah, in ottawa you have like um you have a school that already has a, a program for kids and you know it just because they just realize that kids are playing these games so what do you do with it do you fight it or do you embrace it and you just take it seriously and you work with the kids around the game or with the game and by doing this they just see that the kids are 
like coming to school, they are not late, they are more engaged. So there is really a potential to harvest around these games. And, and you know, I can see the same in the, in the faculty of law. When I started to teach my class, I discovered that some of our students are actually like amazing players, like in the top 0.01% of the best player for some games. And there are also very functional lawyers, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, what, what do you do with this? Like, is it a talent we want to waste or do we want to work with this talent? That's the thing, right? Because there's opportunity here. I mean, if you're talking about an industry big, there's got to be all kinds of employment opportunities, for example, right? Yes, yes, yes. The video game industry right now, I mean, it's suffering a bit. Uh, because of the, the interest rate and other other things, but but it's still a very big uh, industry. It's a booming industry, and when we talk about esports, you have so many things you can do. Being a player, a pro player, it's one aspect, but it's like traditional sports. Only very few people will actually achieve it. But you could be like an agent, you could be a lawyer in my field, you could be someone working with the mental uh, aspect of the game, uh, someone about the, working about the nutrition of player. Uh, you could be a coach, you could be an analyst, data analyst, because it's like in tradi- traditional sport. Now you need to analyze all the data from the game. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So you need people who know computer science very well and who can analyze all this data. Um, I wanted to ask you, you you sort of touched on it because the reason I don't know anything about video games is because um, I'm a guy who gets hooked on anything remotely addictive almost instantly. And I remember a weekend, my brother got Resident Evil. We're going back 25, 30 years here. And I Mm -hmm. played and I lost days. Like I, I got so wrapped up in this. I mean, it's not the same as sports in that regard. We know that there is there is a downside, some risk to this. Do we need to be careful how we mitigate that? Of course, of course, with, with anything, like uh, with any activity you do, uh, if you do too much sport, it can be bad for your body. Uh, some people get uh, hooked by uh, training and just cannot stop. So yeah. it, it's always like a component. But vi- with video games, I would say that in some cases, and Resident Evil, the game you play, is not one of, the, one of those, um, you have to be extra careful because some of these games are actually designed to hook you, to make you play as much as possible because it's a service. Sometimes it's even a free game. So they want you to play as much as possible and eventually to spend money. And some games, not all of them, are using tactics and mechanisms that are very tricky for your brain and and really like um, trapping you, you know, to play more, to spend more money, uh, to make you make micro, what we call micro transactions, but there are actually a lot of money at the end of the day and the year. So is that this, this aspect which is uh, hard and like you can see countries starting to regulate on this one of the um, for instance china is regu- regulating very uh, strictly on this like um limiting the time that kids can play uh, this game every week um but you also have like the company like being more and more conscious about it and being more and more careful of course some of them are very aggressive a good example is fortnite and they got like a big fine in the U.S. for using very, very tricky mechanisms. So, yes, you have to be careful of this. And also other uh, topics like toxic behaviors, because you don't act the same online that you would act sure, yeah. on the soccer field. I mean, you can be pretty nasty. It can be pretty nasty on a soccer field. But online, I mean, it's another level. Oh, totally. And, and, and we, we need to do something about this. So it's, it's also very tricky. That's why we have to take it seriously, because... The kids are playing it, teenagers are playing it, adults are playing it. So what do we do? Do we close our eyes and we don't care about it and we let the company do whatever they want? Or do we 
get involved and start discussing how to regulate it. It's a whole brave new world out there, Thomas. Thanks so much for <laughs> giving us some insight into what's happening. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, you bet. It. Yeah, thanks so much.